Welcome to Jess Williamson, the podcast where we build businesses for life. Today, I'm joined by my incredible friend, Darcy Spinks, and we are hanging out in Melbourne. So it's a super fun conversation in real life for once. But I wanted to get Darcy on because she has built an incredible personal brand. She is a multi-entrepreneur. She is the co-founder of To Evolve, which is a marketing events, influencer, social media agency, and her fashion brand, Ambition, the label. She is also a model, an influencer, a brand ambassador. And she is the queen at working with incredible brands, landing brand partnerships, and building an incredible network around her in terms of collaborations, brands, partners, even just colleagues in the industries, and how that has helped her create a strong and sustainable business network. So today I'm diving in with her on how you can actually land brand partnerships, how you can build your own networks when maybe you're starting with zero because I started out knowing absolutely no one in any industry, (laughs) I can tell you. And so she's sharing all of her tips with those as well as how to actually run some effective marketing campaigns through events, through influencer partnerships, but also how to land those deals for yourself as a personal brand. So there's a ton in this episode. Let's dive right in. Hey, Darcy. I am so excited. I'm here in Melbourne and we're actually recording this in person for once. I know. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. Okay. So I am bloody excited to chat to you about building a personal brand, brand deals, and just creating a long-term brand as Mm -hmm. well. Because, you know, a lot of people are out there wanting to have quick wins or the quick secret to overnight success. And you have been in the game for a while now. Yes, as have you. (laughs) You've built some incredible brands, but you started out with a personal brand, with Mm. being visible as you first. Yeah. Whereas a lot of entrepreneurs that I speak to, they start out with a business or a brand and then shift into more of the personal brand, which has definitely been my journey. So what led you to building a personal brand? Was it like, hey, I'm going to go out and do some modeling and Mm. be visible as me? Or was it just like, did it happen naturally? Yeah, that's such a good point. I've never really thought about that before, but that's so true. I feel like a lot of people do start businesses and then build on that personal brand. But yeah, for me, a bit of a backstory. I started modeling when I was eight. So I feel like I was almost thrown into this world. My godmother was a model and she just said to me one day, hey, you would be really good at modeling. So I was always a very happy kid, always had a really big smile. I was like, you know what? I do want to do that. It was very young to make a decision. Like my mom and dad were like, oh, like do what you want to do. But at the end of the day, I was like, I do want to do that. So I just started doing it. And then as I was like driving back and forth from Melbourne to the country, because obviously the modeling was in Melbourne, I just started opening myself up to this whole world in Melbourne. So when it comes to like networking and building a personal brand, I started very young. Yeah, wow. Because I was just so always open to meeting people and connecting with people, even from such a young age. Because like you're thrown into like a new world, you're just like, oh, everything's so like fun and exciting. So for me, I think that's how it began. And then I started getting addicted to like that modeling world and, and Melbourne's lifestyle, I suppose. And yeah, I moved when I was 18. 
18 and just kept throwing myself into it. It was definitely challenging, I will say, because if you're not from the city, like I wasn't from the city, I had to work really hard to make friends and build connections. So I spent a lot of time networking from a very young age. So obviously you have your incredible agency to evolve with your business partner, Petra. Yes. So in that, you work with a lot of incredible brands with not just managing their socials and their things on the back end, but also doing influencer outreach and running incredible events for them and helping them grow through visibility such as Mm -hmm. the influencers and the events. Why do you feel like these are sort of two of the key areas that you like to focus on Mm. for helping your brands grow? Influencer outreach. It's an interesting one. A lot of people are hesitant to work with influencers. And I think why people come to us for their influencer outreach is because Petra and I are influencers ourselves. So we know we have that back knowledge Mm. about how, how it works, how it all works, everything like that. I'm an advocate for influencers. I just think if you can find the right influencers for your brand, like the opportunity, like you need to go for it because Mm. it just, it gets your brand out there. And I, I could go on about this for ages. There's obviously so much to it. There's like, you can work with influencers unpaid and then you can work with them, like paying them. It just depends on what your strategy is. But I think if you're working with the right influencers for your brand, it can only add value. So influencers. Yes. So you can either pay or unpaid. What do you find the benefit is? Because obviously I used to work a lot with influencers through my product-based yeah. business. Do you see influencer marketing being beneficial for for like even service-based businesses? Yes, it depends on what the business is. I think influencers are great and I don't even look at like big influencers, for example. I see every single person as Mm. being an influencer in my eyes because whether they have 200 followers or 50,000 followers, like they've still got people that they can reach. And sometimes smaller influencers actually are more beneficial Mm -hmm. because they're their friends. Whereas I'm sure you understand as well, when there's an influencer out there that's promoting so many different things, Mm -hmm. sometimes their audiences tend to tap out. So yeah, I look at everyone as an influencer. I think it's hard, definitely for products, definitely for restaurants yeah, and, and things like that. For services, it depends what the service is because you want it to come across as natural as possible. Yeah. For example, being a mar- having a marketing agency, yes, we get influencers to tag us, but if it's organic and natural, you don't want it to look forced. So what would you see the benefit is in doing work with influencers? Because obviously there's potentially costs involved, products or services. Why do brands need to get onto it if they're not already? Yeah. So I think a big one is content creation. We all know that UGC is huge at the moment. So, okay, let's look at, so if you have a product that's clothing, you need all different types of people in your clothing. Mm -hmm. So that's where influencers are amazing because they create high quality content. Yes. And you can be direct with them. If it's not paid, okay, maybe you can't be too direct. You can be like, yes, take this. And Mm -hmm. we'd love if you could create content like this, but then you kind of just have to see what you'll get. But if it's paid, you can send them a whole brief Mm -hmm. and be like, this is the type of content that we want and this is what we need. And they will create specific content for you. That's where influencers like I see is super, super beneficial. Mm -hmm. And then also obviously sharing to their audience. Yeah. So it doesn't always mean 
like a hundred percent you're getting your money back (laughs) but it's brand awareness and growing your profile online Mm -hmm. which is so so important and even if it's not you don't see the results straight away, you will see results in the future. Yeah. It's just getting getting your brand out there to as many mm-hmm. people as you can. So that's where I I love influencers. And would you say that's yeah. the same kind of benefit of, as an event? Because events, mm. again, cost money and a lot of entrepreneurs are sort of looking at the short-term costs. Yes. But obviously the long-term is that you get to connect in real life, which really you can't create that online. No. So you're creating real-life connections with whether it's customers or influencers, why should brands do events? Yeah, we love hosting events and I think events are critical. For example, when we launched Ambition, we did four events in four different locations around Australia just to try and connect with people Mm -hmm. in all different locations. And what events do is they connect you with people at an accelerated rate. So you're getting, let's say, 30 people in one room, all tagging and sharing at one time. You see the results. You grow your followers pretty quickly from that. Yeah. Like, for example, times have changed a little bit since we launched to Evolve three years ago. But when we did our launch, here in Melbourne, we had maybe 50 to 100 people Mm -hmm. at this location in Melbourne, but we grew 500 followers Mm -hmm. from, it was like a a three hour event, but it's because the impact of everyone tagging and sharing in the one location. And I find with events, when people meet you face to face, they're more likely to feel a connection to the brand and therefore share it, you know, whether it's a product or service or just you as a person versus online, people come across your Instagram, they're not prepared to no. sh- what incentive or what reason is there for them to share about it? Whereas yeah. at an event, you're just sharing what you're doing and then yeah. happen to tag the brands. And and you're connecting. Like, for yeah. example, if you're the owner of the business mm-hmm. and you invite some people to your event and you're talking to them, telling them your story, they're going to feel connected and they're going to want to support you. That's something that we've really noticed from working in events. Yeah. And then once you have that connection, you can reach out yes. to them in the future and be like, hey, would you like to be involved in this or be involved in that? And it's great. It's like you build a community from doing 100%. that. 100%. Mm. You never know what may come from it. Yeah. And I think, you know, if we think back to 2020 where you could do too much, a lot of business owners, including myself even, got into the mindset of whatever I do needs to have an instant return or it mm. was like very transactional. Yeah. But when you think about the long-term sustainability of a business, it makes sense. Yeah, it, it just really. makes sense. The cost, but then the long-term benefits of those connections, building the community, deeper connections, the shares, the visibility, everything that comes with it yeah. is so powerful for long-term Yeah, because it is a short-term investment and it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get that instantly back in sales. But I will say a lot of people think that they need to spend a lot of money to host mm-hmm. events. You don't need to spend $15,000. No. Like you can be strategic, mm-hmm. start small. I Do was, a small. I love that before you were like, we are the queen of hustle. Because like, <laughs> this is how I work as well. I'm yeah. like, okay, I have a challenge, especially early on when I was building my brand. I was like, I don't have much money. So how mm. do I do this? Whether it was collaborations, whether it was partnering with people, offering them value versus dollars or, yeah. you know, just negotiating or seeing what we could do or how can I do this even on a smaller scale and then next time I'll do a bigger one. 
Exactly. Exactly. I think you have to be strategic, like mm-hmm. especially if you, you're starting a business and you don't have all the money in the world to begin with. But even when you do establish your business, a lot of people like don't want to just go and drop like thousands of dollars at an event. Mm-hmm. And I totally get it, but you don't have to. There's other people like there's collaborations that you can look at doing. You don't have to hire a stylist. You can style it yourself. <laughs> Believe me, you can style it yourself. Like <laughs> yeah. that. it's coming from me. Like I was always like, no, 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 Petra, we need to get this person, this person. Petra's like, no, 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 we can do it. And we can. Like it's, yeah. you just have to use your brain <laughs> and get creative. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, it, it is that simple. A lot of people overcomplicate things because, and you know, then they end, that's when they end up spending thousands and thousands of dollars. Mm. I recommend starting small. Yeah. And if you go into things with a goal, or an outcome in mind. Like, why am I running this event? Is it for yeah. visibility? Is it for sales? Is it for connection? It's like, do you really need the 50,000 activations going on that yeah. you thought you needed? And sometimes it's just keeping it simple. It is keeping it simple. Sometimes it's just for content. What's beneficial in hosting events is the content creation that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Do you mean content from the guests or having a photographer, videographer? Both. Yes. Definitely always have a photographer and videographer Mm -hmm. because they just get the content on point. But then also just organic content from the guests. They're both super important. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a content team, I wouldn't even do the event. Yeah. (laughs) You need someone that can capture it in the best light possible Mm -hmm. because you can use that content for your brand for years to come. And a lot of that also encourages more people to share in the future as well. Yeah. Because if you get good photos of them. proofing as well, you know, adds to credibility. They can see people there. It's the whole thing is brand building. Thousand percent. Okay. So I want to flip the conversation a little bit. So if I'm someone who's wanting to build a personal brand, because I speak to this, to my audience a lot around, really we're in the era where almost a personal brand is the bare minimum. It's like Mm -hmm. you need to be stepping into that leadership and really standing out if you want to create that long-term success and not be boxed into that one business, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if people are wanting to create more collaborations or even host an event and collaborate with a venue or whether it is brand collaborations, what is your biggest tip on where to start? Yeah, it's that's such a good question. I feel like it's quite hard to answer because like I mentioned earlier, I've been building my personal brand from such a young age and I feel like I haven't even done it like knowingly done it. Uh Like I've just done it organically. And then I was like, I want to start a business. But I think it's definitely setting goals Mm -hmm. for yourself. Like I'm certainly, I have a long way to go with building my personal brand as well. Because, you know, again, it comes down to confidence and backing yourself in and even vision boards are really Uh handy. So you can see where you want to go and start working towards it and putting yourself out there. You will always get no's, but you will, you know, always get a yes every now and Uh then. And you just have to keep hustling. The amount of times I've just continued to reach out to people and and put myself out there and, you know, I have benefited from it. I've definitely got comfortable with the word no, that it just redirects you. And I think that's a big one. A lot of people are scared to put themselves out there, whether that be they're scared of failing or something hurting their ego Mm -hmm. or, or something. You never know what it is, but you just have to. 
because mm-hmm. a lot of people are in the same boat and you just never know when someone might say yes. So on that, what has been like the biggest collaboration that you were like, you know what, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to reach out, put myself out there. What has been like the biggest thing that you've landed and you were like, oh my gosh. Ever since I've met Petra, she's op- she's helped me open up a lot of doors because yeah. she's really confident. So I think one of the biggest things that we have landed together was getting ambition stocked in Maya. And that was purely just from like a conversation with someone. Mm -hmm. And so take us through that because Mm. a lot of people have big goals, whether it's getting their product stocked in a store or getting a major brand deal or even just connecting with a major influencer to work with. Yes. All of these, I would say, let's just branch them under brand deals. Yes, for sure. (laughs) So how did that happen and how did that conversation flow? I think it comes down to meeting like networking, I think we we as a team always open to meeting all different types of people. And that's how this came about. One of Petra's friends just reached out, saw what we were doing with Ambition and was like, yeah, we want to get you into Maya. And then Petra calls me. She's like, hey, I've just had this phone call. It was her husband's friend. And she goes, he wants to put, put us in Maya. And I go, oh, yeah. And she was like calling. She was so excited. She's like screaming on the phone. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds really exciting. But like maybe let's organize a Zoom call and like let's do this and let's do that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, aren't you excited? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. But like let's just see. And then long story short, it ended up obviously going through. And then I was really excited. So it's been awesome, Amazing. especially because it was like three months after we launched. Uh-huh. So that for That's me incredible. was a, was a big one. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to unpack that for a moment yeah. because I'm similar to you. I'm mm. like, yeah, like it happened and then like suddenly I was successful and, and people are like, no, but I don't get it. But like I want to unpack that for mm. a minute because yeah. it wasn't just that, oh, you knew someone and like you're lucky. Yeah. It was, you know, the fact that you'd built a brand yeah. that could be seen in there because like Maya are not going to just stock anyone. So it's no, yeah. understanding your brand positioning. It was putting yourself out there. It was probably consistently marketing on your own channels yes. to build that visibility for them to even think, oh, you, Maya, makes sense, mm. you know? And so- Yeah, I actually so love that you things. mentioned that. I love that you mentioned that because that it comes down to, yeah, the brand that you've built mm-hmm. and even like a personal brand as well. I'm sure that they yes. looked at both Petra and I's profiles mm-hmm. who we post a lot and we're constantly working on our personal brands and yeah. promoting our businesses through our channels mm-hmm. as well. And then for ambition- we didn't hold back. We were like, okay, we want this type of content and we want to market it like this. So that was super beneficial for us because even though we had only launched three months before they approached us, Mm -hmm. they thought that we were like a three-year-old brand because of the way that we were marketing it. I love that you share this story because this is basically my New York Fashion Week story. Like I was like, oh, cool. One week into business. Oh, well, I've gone to New York Fashion Week, but it was because of the brand building to Mm. lead up to that. But even you know, whether or not you have a product-based business or a service-based business, it's about showing up Mm -hmm. as that version of you that's already successful. Yes. It's already in Maya. Like how are you positioning your imagery, your branding, your messaging, and even just the consistency? Because if people are like, they post once in a blue moon, they're not serious about business. Like you have to be serious about your business, your mission, your purpose. It's a representation of you. To buy into it, you know? A thousand percent. And I also do want to touch on like, yes, we are in Maya, 
but that doesn't mean that we're selling out. Like we are still only one year into Mm -hmm. business. And yes, that was something that we are both proud of and we're super excited to be aligned with them. But at the end of the day, like we're still growing and we're still Mm -hmm. figuring ourselves out as a brand. But I love what you mentioned before about showing up as how you want to be seen Mm -hmm. and looking the part. You can't, yeah, that's so important, I think as well. Yeah. If you want to receive opportunities or even like if you're reaching out to work with an influencer or if you're more of a personal brand reaching out to a brand, you kind of have to be the person that they need to work with already. A thousand percent. And that's like going back on like a personal brand as well Mm -hmm. and how I think like you land deals in that area as well as like putting yourself out there, how you want to be seen. Mm -hmm. And if you have a brand that you want to align with, looking at the type of people that they work with and and going, okay, well, I'll improve in this area and I'll do this and I'll do that. And then approaching them. Exactly. Nine times out of 10, like they will probably be open to working with you. Yeah. If you're doing what they want or need Mm -hmm. at that time. And so with that, do you have like top three tips on how to reach out? Because people are like, Mm -hmm. okay, like how do I find a contact or what do I even say or do you have any tips around the best way to reach out? I always like reach out on Instagram. I feel like I just send a message and I'm just like, hey, whatever, like what, however I see it working, I just send them like a nice message. I mean, email's good as well. Or I think a big one is, okay, so you have your connections right now. Mm-hmm. Utilize them. Talk to them. Get advice of other people, what other people have done. Because we all have a lot of connections. We all have a big network. And I'm sure those people that you have in mind, like ask them questions. I'm sure they're open to having a chat with you. For sure. Mm. I mean, I have had so many official but unofficial mentors that I've just said like, hey, I'm trying to sell my business. I have no freaking clue what I'm doing. And the people that you least would think, like often the busiest people are like, Mm. yeah, sure. But it's like, I find that if you're ever approaching people in that sense, it's whether it's for a collaboration, whether it's like, oh, hey, I would love some advice. It's like what's in it for them. Yeah. And like communicating that value. Yes, for sure. It's so important because it's not just like, hey, can you give me free stuff? Yeah. Please. Like that's <laughs> never going to work. No, um, no. So give them, give them my – I love that you were like I communicate how I see it working. Yeah. Give them ideas. Yeah. Don't make them work for it. Like No, they, and, and that's a big one as well. Like even as a brand, we get influencers re- – and I'm sure you can relate mm-hmm. to this. We get influencers reaching out to us all the time that want to work with us. And I feel like if they're proactive and they show us what they're going to create or what uh-huh. they've created in the past, then we're like, oh, yeah, rather than if it's just like a, hey, want to collaborate. It's like, okay, well, obviously sometimes that does work. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if you're showing what you're going to create, they're more inclined to want to work with you. Yeah, Different approaches work with different mm-hmm. people. You're not always going to get a response, but don't be deterred. I swear I've probably sent a lot of messages that people haven't responded to in my life <laughs> and I'm still going. Okay, one last question. So with all of this, the common theme is like relationships. Yes. Relationships, because it's not just about landing that one deal and it's like, woohoo, I hit my goal or I set out to get one payment or one deal or whatever it is and I'm done. It's about the long term because Mm. those people or those brands might refer you to other people and create more opportunities for the future. So how do you go about continuing those relationships? 
Yeah, I feel like I'm just constantly, you know, I was actually talking to Petra about this because I used to be out a lot. So I used to meet a lot of people in Melbourne. Now that I'm getting a little bit older, I'm not out as much. Mm-hmm. But when I do run into those like people again, I'm always just friendly, warm. How are you going? I'm engaging. I'm interested in what they're doing. I feel like that's how I sort of maintain my relationships and connecting online as well. I think that goes a long way. Staying in touch with people, seeing what they're up to. Yeah, not being too overly consumed in what you're doing all the time, always asking questions. But that just comes naturally to me, I think. It's becoming harder. Being a human one on one. Yeah. (laughs) But at the same time, it can be daunting or it can be like, oh, I don't want to hassle them. Mm -hmm. But it's just, if you think about it, you know, if you're coming from the place of, let me stay in their good books so they can Mm -hmm. give me more work, I don't think that ever works. No. It's just like, I genuinely love you. I love your product or I love what you're doing doing like give you a like every now and then or you know I'll slide in your dms or hi when you're out and about and I think yeah people feel your energy they do and I think it's just being supportive not everyone's supportive of other people's businesses there's a lot of like I don't know what it is like jealousy or you know people see someone doing something that they want to do so then they're like oh they don't but I just feel like you know what and I've always said this like there's so much room for everyone out there not everyone's like a competitor of yours even if you're in the same industry, just being supportive and acknowledging what everyone's doing. Mm. I feel like I get a lot of inspiration from watching and seeing what other people are doing, especially in the the marketing world. There's so many different things that you can do in marketing. And yeah, sometimes your ideas dry up. So then you go online, you see what other people are doing and you're like, it's super impressive to see what Mm -hmm. people can come up with. So I think like a big thing is just always being supportive of other people, always. And just touching in, like whether it be commenting or liking or you know when you run into them be like hey I saw this that's so cool a lot of people like when they see something online they're like oh it's just online like I love it when I see someone in real life they're like hey I saw you did this and I'm like oh basically what I'm getting from you is just be an amazing human (laughs) (laughs) just be an amazing human it's it's hard like no one's perfect you just have to put your best foot forward every single day and like we're all human so I think it's just being human Mm -hmm. everyone has off days I was saying to you before I've had an off day today so I hope I'm speaking English (laughs) this morning I was making myself breakfast and I cut I dropped the bowl and cut my finger open that's where my day's at yeah so you know we're all human and it's just like remembering that and treating each other like we're human Mm -hmm. and being nice and kind to people because people will give you that energy back yeah it's just beautiful so thank you for sharing (laughs) all of your incredible knowledge and wisdom in this space I mean we could just chat all day yeah I know I feel like we could definitely (laughs) Uh, but this has been so valuable so thanks for hanging out with me and catching up in Melbourne finally yeah thanks for having (laughs) me we'll catch up again soon (laughs) I'm sure we'll